Welcome to Spark My Muse, everyone. This is your host, Lisa DeLay. This is Soul School, Lesson 112, Fixing Things, Not People. Before I get into the core of the lesson today, I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update. I have been teaching students at Gratz College in the Masters of Education program there, and we've been We've been using Parker Palmer's books as texts and talking a lot about circles of trust and deep listening and silence and becoming revitalized by listening to our inner teacher, using a lot of things inspired by Quakerism. And if you're interested in learning more about that, you can contact me through my website, Spark My Muse, or go to gratz.edu for more information on that. I love opening up this world to people, this interior world. It's full of surprises because we seldom listen deeply to ourselves. It's one of the easiest things to avoid because when we start listening deeply to ourselves, we come up against discomfort and pain and woundedness. But under all that, we can find renewed courage and strength. We can align with our deepest selves that are ultimately rooted in God as the ground of being. So it's been an exciting time and a busy time, but also I had the disappointment of my microphone, my main microphone for my podcast breaking right before an interview. And I reached out to my community of listeners and friends and people chipped in and the microphone is on its way. So if this particular recording sounds off or strange. It's because I've had to do a lot of work on the post-production end to try to enhance it. This is a microphone I got when I first started out. It's a cheap one, and I'm not even sure if it works all that well anymore. I haven't used it in three years because I had gotten a much nicer one. And one is on its way in the mail right now because of some kind and generous listeners and friends. Thank you to those who have been so generous with their money and with their support. Today on Spark My Muse, I'm going to read from a book called The Idealist Survival Kit, 75 Simple Ways to Avoid Burnout by Alessandra Pigny. Alessandra was one of my guests in 2017, and I will provide a link to that episode in the show notes. It was a great episode if you try to type in on the website Honey and Onions. You'll also find it that way as well. She's a fantastic writer and a great person to be in touch with. Her book is written in a bunch of different entries that you can read as these little nuggets of wisdom. And for entry number 52 is called Fixing Things, Not People. It's almost like a devotional book or a book that can give you a a great sort of pep talk or something to chew on, like a meditation. And it's published with the same press that Technakan, the Buddhist monk who lives in Plum Village in France, his press is this the same press, Parallax Press. I met Alessandra at the On Being gathering that happened in Scotts Valley with the On Being community. And it was really a pleasure to get to know her a little bit better as well as all of the people in that On Being community, the friends and listeners and team of On Being Studios that's headed up by Krista Tippett. So as I read this, I will try to read it in a reflective 
way that you can absorb it, and I hope it brings some meaning to your day. It's on page 176 to page 178. And after each reflection, she also provides a book or two books that can serve as resources for this subject matter. First, a quote by Rachel Naomi Raymond. Helping, fixing, and serving represent three different ways of seeing life. When you help, you see life as weak. When you fix, you see life as broken. When you serve, you see life as whole. Fixing and helping may be the work of the ego and service the work of the soul. One day the fairy lights in my living room gave up. There was nothing wrong with the tiny lights themselves, nor was there a power cut, so it had to be something else. You don't need to be an electrician to know how to change a fuse. If you are a nonprofit geek, it may even be in your job description. Together with another million things from HR to security and finance. So I took the plug apart, changed the fuse, put it back together, and the lights were on again. It was pretty satisfying. I tried to do the same thing on numerous occasions when things got difficult in my life, when relationships failed, when work disappointed me, or when I felt betrayed and hurt by friends or family. I tried to just put the pieces back where they were before, but somehow with human beings, it just doesn't work. Speaking about traumatic or challenging events, trauma expert Stephen Joseph compares our life to a shattered vase of which only shards remain. What do you do, he writes? Do you try to put the vase back together as it was using glue and sticky tape? Do you collect the shards and drop them in the rubbish and the vase is a total loss? Or do you pick up the beautiful colored pieces and use them to make something new, such as a colorful mosaic? This example reminded me of kintsugi, the ancient Japanese art of turning broken pottery into beautiful objects. In kintsugi, the cracks of a broken cup are not tentatively disguised by gluing back the pieces in an attempt to restore the pottery to its original state. Instead, they are literally illuminated and filled with lacquer and dusted or mixed with powdered gold, silver, or platinum. The cracks are what makes the object unique and beautiful. Turning broken pottery into kintsugi requires care, attention, love, and an acceptance that things have changed. These are the same ingredients needed when we experience trauma and we become the broken pottery. If we try to put our life back together exactly as it was before the trauma, we end up fractured, vulnerable, and disappointed. Conversely, Stephen Joseph points out that those, quote, who accept the breakage and build themselves anew become more resilient and open to new ways of living, unquote. Post-traumatic growth depends on one's experience of three basic concepts, life's uncertainty, mindfulness, and personal agency. 
recognizing that life is uncertain and that things change amounts to a tolerance of uncertainty that, in turn, reflects the ability to embrace it as a fundamental tenet of human experience. Mindfulness reflects self-awareness and an understanding of how one's thoughts, emotions, and behaviors are related to each other, as well as a flexible attitude towards personal change. Finally, personal agency entails a sense of responsibility for the choices one makes in life and awareness that choices have consequences. Our responsibility is the ability to respond to stressors without creating more stress. Pottery will get broken on the journey through humanitarian work. Sometimes small occurrences can shatter a world that seemed to be intact. Our work in the world is full of pitfalls and frustrations. Humanitarian work can be highly emotional, and this is something that probably no one tells newcomers. It will change our ideals, ask us to compromise our values, confront us with sorrow, poverty, death, show us that helping can be a manipulative form of power, and place us face to face with the gratitude and scorn of those we are meant to serve. It's a wonderful and frustrating journey of discovery that requires acceptance and rebuilding, not fixing. What to read? Stephen Joseph, What Doesn't Kill Us? A Guide to Overcoming Adversity and Moving Forward. Alessandra is a psychologist and has worked with humanitarian organizations, NGOs, all over the world and in war-torn areas. And she is a psychologist, a therapist for humanitarian workers and also for uh, people who've encountered trauma, sometimes firsthand, sometimes vicariously. And she wrote in her book to help people avoid burnout, not just humanitarian workers, of course, but all kinds of people can benefit from her book. I highly recommend it. In the Circles of Trust method of listening that Parker Palmer created and wrote about and talks about quite a lot in his work, especially at his center called Courage and Renewal, an international nonprofit that he set up to help leaders and teachers around the world, the Circles of Trust is set up to help people hear themselves into deeper speech. That is to be able to speak about their problems to a group of people who they can trust, but who are not there to advise them, to save them, to correct them. It is a group to hear and ask open-ended questions. And that way, through these questions, the person who is seeking to thrive in a situation, to understand or resolve a situation, might not find the one answer to solve the problem, but will, from their own inquiry and from the guidance and help and support of the group, be able to find the wisdom from within and not be just told what to do. And the idea of not fixing someone is so foreign to us. It is often so counterintuitive to how we come into 
relationships with other people and and problems and situations we encounter that it goes against just about everything we know and we have to be taught over and over again how to meet people where they are. And as I teach my teachers how to listen well to their students and to their colleagues, this becomes quite a difficult thing to, to learn and for me as well. But Alessandra points out that fixing people is, is never our job. So the challenge today on Soul School is to be more mindful and aware in the next conversation you encounter where someone has a problem to actually really deeply listen instead of entering into the conversation and thinking, how can I solve the problem? What questions can I ask so that I understand it more? Is to simply try to help the person understand their own situation better for themselves so that you don't enter the picture as a savior, as a fixer, as an advisor. And you allow that person to be empowered to discover their own solutions and their own answers. These are the topics that I love to speak on. And if I have the opportunity to speak to your group or to your team on these topics, I would love to have that opportunity. And you can contact me at contact at sparkmymuse.com. I would love to get involved speaking to your group or teaching your group and guiding them towards a better way of deeper listening. Thank you so much for listening to Spark My Muse today. I will update the show notes with a picture of the new microphone I bought from the generosity of my listeners and friends. And I'll see you next week. If you've listened to the show and you've thought, wow, I wish I could find out a little bit more about someone mentioned or a book or a website, that's what show notes are for. Just go to patreon.com forward slash spark my muse. Patreon is like patron with an E. Patreon.com forward slash spark my muse. If you enjoyed the show, please rate it on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening.